0: Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Scott Pauling. True and lasting joy is only found in Jesus Christ and God has designed the Christian life so that those who follow Him will not only enjoy the destination, they can also enjoy the journey. You see, we're all travelers in this world and God has many wonderful truths to teach us along the way. For the next few moments, we turn our attention to the Word of God, the only roadmap for this journey. You'll find additional study helps and resources online at scottpauly.org. Join us now as we study the Scriptures together. It is our prayer that you will enjoy the journey.
1: In our generation, people have become absolutely enamored with emotions, with their feelings. And because of it, it's bled over into our church world in such a way that in so many places today, doctrine is not emphasized. In other words, it's really not about uh, absolute truth. Everything's relative. Everything is about how it makes me feel. And if it gives me a, a warm, fuzzy feeling inside, then it must be right. Uh, But we know from the Word of God that our own hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And so because of that, to trust your heart, to trust your emotion, is a very foolish thing to do. The only absolute truth is the unchangeable Word of God. It is forever settled in heaven. And if it's forever settled in heaven, that means it touches everything that we do here on earth. We've come in our study to Philippians chapter 2 to one of the truly powerful theological portions of Scripture. As a matter of fact, many people would say that Philippians chapter 2 is as deep a theological passage as you'll find anywhere in the Word of God. It is an intensely doctrinal portion of Scripture. Uh, Let me show you what I mean. Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 4, we read these words. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted Him, and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let me just pause here before we continue our study and say praise God. What a wonderful Savior we have. The Lord Jesus Christ who humbled Himself, who became a man, who became obedient unto death, who took upon Himself the form of a servant, that same Christ, the Bible says, God has highly exalted Him. He's given Him a name above every name. That's why people in our world today don't like to talk about the name of Jesus. Oh, you can mention Buddha, Muhammad, Joseph Smith. Uh, Any name you want to mention, but you mention the name of Jesus and people get up in arms. Why? Because the devil hates that name. The Bible says in the book of Acts, that there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And someday every knee will bow at the mention of that name. Someday every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Uh, That means every president, every dictator, every atheist, every blasphemer, every human being that has ever lived is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now think of this. Someday you're going to see the devil on his knees. Even Satan will have to publicly confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, you either confess that now or you confess it later. If you wait and confess it later, it's too late to be saved. Oh, but my friend, if you would today confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you'd put your trust in Him, then you can know Him now and you can be with Him for all eternity. Do you see what I mean about this portion of Scripture? What a deep doctrinal passage it is. Christ empties Himself. Of what does He empty Himself? He doesn't empty Himself of His deity, but He empties Himself of the free expression of that glory. He veils that glory In human flesh, He clothes deity in humanity and becomes a man without ever ceasing to be God, so that in doing so, He can bring fallen humanity to God. I'm telling you, there's not a portion of Scripture in the whole of the Bible any deeper than Philippians chapter 2. And yet, here's what I want you to see. This passage that is so deeply theological is also very practical. It's very personal. You see, doctrine affects everything. I hear sometimes churches even advertising, I come to our church, we don't talk about doctrine, we talk about real life issues. I think that's one of the silliest things I've ever heard. Doctrine is real life. The word doctrine means our beliefs and our teachings. Now, to go to a church that doesn't discuss doctrine is to go to a church that doesn't believe or teach anything. And I don't know about you, I wouldn't want to go to that kind of church at all. You see, doctrine affects your deportment or how you live. Uh, Your creed affects your conduct. What you believe affects how you behave. It's all connected. You can't disconnect uh, what you believe in your heart and what is truth with the way you live your life every day. And so when you come to Philippians chapter 2, please understand this is not just about what we believe. It begins there, but it doesn't stop there. No, it affects how we live our life. You see, Philippians chapter 2 is all about developing the mind of Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. What is the mind of Christ? I think it's interesting that in this book on Christian joy, there's so much emphasis on the mind. For example, back in chapter 1, verse 27, the Bible talks about having one mind. And now here we are in Philippians chapter 2, and verse 2 talks about being like-minded. It refers to one mind again. Chapter 2, verse 3 refers to lowliness of mind. Chapter 2, verse 5 refers to this mind, this mind of Christ. Chapter 2, verse 20, later in the same chapter, refers again to being like-minded. Why such an emphasis on the mind? Because, my friend, the battle for joy is fought in the mind. Satan wages his warfare there. He tries to plant a doubt and unbelief He tries to get you concentrating on yourself instead of Christ. And in doing so, He robs you of your joy. So Philippians chapter 2, yes, it's about Christ, but it is also about developing the mind of Christ in us. You see, Christ was not 2,000 years ago. He's present. God is not a million miles away. He's present. And He wants to change the way you live every day. He wants to change the way you think so that through developing the mind of Christ, You receive the greatest good, and God receives the greatest glory. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Enjoying the Journey. The only thing that matters in this world and in eternity is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you have never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, would you repent of your sin and by faith take Him as your Savior? Friend, God loves you and Jesus died for you. He died for your sins and rose from the dead so that you could have eternal life. You do not have to journey alone. Jesus will come into your life to be your constant companion. Simply pray, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. God promises that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you do know Christ as your Savior, He wants you to walk closely with Him. It is the only way to enjoy the journey. You may listen to today's Bible message again, as well as others in this series. Simply visit scottpauly.org today for resources that will encourage your faith and equip you to take the next step for Christ. If you have made a decision today or would like additional help, we would love to hear from you. Email us at connect at or write to us at 1038 North Eisenhower Drive, Beckley, West Virginia, 25801. We will continue studying the Word of God together next time. And until then, may God help you to enjoy the journey.